，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Amid rising cross-strait tensions sparked by a visit to Taiwan from U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi earlier this month, two American warships sailed through the Taiwan Strait on Sunday. In a statement, the Seventh Fleet under the U.S. Pacific Command described it as a routine transit. Adding that the ships went through international waters in accordance with international law, this comes just days after China declared that scaled-up military exercises in the Taiwan Strait would become routine. Military experts say that compared with previous American Navy transits through the Strait, these two ships carried more powerful weaponry, and this was to counter China. The U.S. Navy says two of its cruisers are conducting what it calls a routine transit through the Taiwan Strait. Tensions have been high in the region following a visit to Taiwan from U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi earlier this month. In the past, when American warships traversed the Taiwan Strait, it would be a single ship or one accompanied by a fast combat support ship. However, the latest two Aegis combat system cruisers have extremely powerful firepower. Each is equipped with 122 vertical launching systems. Each one can be loaded with four kinds of anti-aircraft missiles or anti-ship missiles. This is intended to show the PLA that it is being countered with firepower. For its part, Taiwan's Ministry of National Defense stated in a press release that. The two warships sailed from north to south, and it kept abreast of their movements throughout the transit. Meanwhile, in a report by China Central Television, a spokesman for China's Eastern Theater Command said the following: "We are monitoring the entire process and remain on guard, and we are fully in control of all movements. Theater Command troops remain on high alert and are ready to thwart any kind of." Provocations at any time. The off-Broadway musical *The Fantastics* is coming to Taipei in September. A Taiwanese production team was given authorization to produce the world-renowned musical, which is a local cast and crew. Unlike other versions of the show, the production team has decided to create an immersive stage set inside a bar. Allowing the audience to feel involved in the action, our very own Stephanie Yang spoke to the cast and crew to find out more about the show. The main characters of the musical, Louisa and Matt, sing "Soon It's Gonna Rain." Tree. 
Since its New York premiere in 1960, The Fantastics has set the Guinness World Record for the longest-running musical and won several accolades. Now, the musical is coming to Taiwan. An age story, and then use like a really simple way to tell the story, and it gives you space to like create your own version of this. The story, I guess, like mm. it could be just two people falling in love. It could be two people falling in love and more. Like, it's such a cool story. Yeah, and, and then, like you, know, you, you take different things away after you watch the show. A lot of work into dancing, singing, acting, but I think what audience can expect is the different material from other movies or maybe uh, musicals. They're all in this. New yes. fantastic that time produced. Yes. Exactly. So you can expect many new things. Beyond that world lies a world that's gleaming. People who are scheming. You see hunger, glory, sorrow. A Taiwanese production will soon debut the show in Taipei with a local cast and crew. They include Dennis Nia and Welly Yang as Al Galio, Tai Song Ting and Troy Liu as Matt, and Madeline Blue as Louisa. Um, well, first of all, you can expect a lot of the classics. Uh, the, the music in there are just amazing. Uh, some people may not even know some of these songs belong to this musical, but you've heard it. You've all. You, you'll be reminded. You're gonna. You're gonna walk in. You're gonna sit in the. Uh, in the. In your seats. And songs are going to come up, you're going to go, oh, oh, that's where it's from. So, so, so you definitely get some of that. Um, and uh, other than that, it's uh, the, the, the words. Um, you know, I was quite moved uh, reading through the script um, on some of the wording. It's, it's, it's quite poetic and the way that they're eloquently put together. But the fundamental, I think, it's, it's what moves people is, is that it's just a very simple love story. And love and feelings for, for people, it, it kind of transcends time. I think the difficult part is to put the different culture in Taiwan right now and how to present it to the audience in Taiwan and different backgrounds. So, uh, but this is a simple story. I think everybody can realize like the love inside and the family thing. Unlike many other Broadway shows, this show will not be staged in a traditional theater. The production team has created an immersive bar stage to allow the audience to interact with the cast, have a drink, and feel as if they are part of the show. We want more people to go to the theater, so when we were choosing the venue, we picked somewhere a little bit unorthodox. So from scratch, we're creating an atmosphere like in a musical. We're planning to launch our own original musicals in the near future, in hopes that one day we can bring musicals produced in Taiwan to the international stage. As a vertically integrated project and having the vision of really, in the long-term process of cultivating talent and uplifting the entire industry rather than just doing single one-off musicals, I think we are going to have a far-reaching effect on the entire industry. The musical will be on from September 23rd till November 13th in Taipei. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Shi Bohan in Taipei.
to fight against America's highest inflation rate in 40 years, U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said in an annual policy speech that the U.S. would continue to raise interest rates in a way that will cause some pain to the U.S. economy. The Dow plunged 1,008 points at this grim news. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. In the first and second quarters for this year, the U.S. economic growth rate began declining, indicating that the U.S. has already entered a cycle of economic recession. The market was originally expecting that in September the scope of interest rate hikes could return to an increase of 0.5 percentage points. If the interest rates continue to get raised, the economy may take a bad hit even before inflation can be clamped down. Since March this year, the U.S. Federal Reserve has raised interest rates by 1.75 percentage points, and it seems this has not yet peaked. The dampening sentiment has been directly reflected in the stock market. As for the Taiwan Stock Exchange, even though the National Financial Stabilization Fund has intervened, heavy downward pressure on the market is expected when the market opens Monday. There may even be a possibility of a drop of more than 300 points, according to analysts. The KMT held its National Congress on Sunday, where the party's 22 candidates running in the year-end local elections lined up in a display of solidarity. KMT Chairman Eric Chu took the opportunity to address public concerns about his deputy's recent trip to China amid unprecedented Chinese military drills around Taiwan. Chu stressed that the KMT is pro-U.S., friendly to Japan, and reconciliatory toward China. The KMT's 22 candidates running in the year-end municipal elections stand on a stage flanking Chairman Eric Chu. Everyone wields a blue baseball bat in a gesture symbolizing a home run. All eyes are on new Taipei Mayor Ho Yi and Taichung Mayor Lu Xiaoyan, as they have not yet commented on a recent trip to China, made by the party's vice-chair Andrew Xia. However, party leader Chu clarified his stance on Xia's controversial trip. Vice Chairman Xia and his colleagues are very courageous and determined. I knew there would be different opinions and a backlash, but the KMT insists on doing the right thing, which is to love Taiwan. We must be pro-America, friendly to Japan, and reconciliatory toward China. When the situation gets particularly tense, it's even more necessary to communicate. This responsibility originally lay with the DPP government, but they couldn't come up with anyone to send to China. Now that the KMT finally went, they start scolding us. This is not right. While the party heavyweights were unified in their defense of Vice Chairman Xia's China trip, the candidates remained terse, keeping their cards close to their chests. Vice Chairman Xia crossed the strait to personally and directly express the Taiwanese people's opposition to the CCP's military exercises. 
I worry about our farmers and fishermen. Our agricultural fisheries products have been greatly impacted by the military exercises. I hope the central government can come up with response measures. New Taipei Mayor Hou Youyi didn't give a direct response when asked about Xia's China visit and merely pointed to party unity at the event. When Team Taoyuan was introduced, Taoyuan Council Speaker Chou Yisheng, who reportedly didn't support the party's nominee Simon Chang, remained seated. The nomination of Xie Fu Hong for Miaoli County Commissioner caused a fissure in the KMT. His rival, Miaoli's local council speaker, who is now running as an independent, didn't show up. Another controversial figure was incumbent Yilan Commissioner Lin Zemiao, who has been charged with corruption and is running for re-election. The KMT's party headquarters have ignored calls from within the party to switch her with another candidate. Lin made a quick exit as the Congress wrapped up, full of campaign hopes and controversies. Taiwan Tech Arena, a startup incubator established in 2018, is aiming to help entrepreneurs go global. Over the past few years, Taiwan has seen an explosion in successful startups in a wide variety of fields, from meditech to plant-based food. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to some of the startup founders to learn about their innovations. Take the phone and scan your face. Once the phone detects your features, it is able to measure vital signs such as heart rate, blood pressure, breathing rate, oxygen saturation, and stress index. This tech company uses a video-based technology to measure vital signs. It has a database of more than 76 million verified records from clinical trials conducted in hospitals and other medical institutions in Taiwan and in the U.S. Every time our heart pumps, our face turns a slightly bit red uh, because our, of the capillaries. And um, our eyes can't see it, but a camera can. And using the slight fluctuations in the redness of our face, uh, we can derive um, the oxygen level, the blood pressure, um, heart rate, and um, heart rate variability. But this actually came from Jiafengdaxue, um, from a very famous AIT here in Taiwan. And um, once we got the face detection and face tracking uh, technology, um, we decided to incorporate uh, physiological data in order to um, detect vital signs without, uh, without touching the patient, um, because, uh, which is very important in, in pandemic times. Plant-based burgers, steamed mock pork buns, and more. This food tech startup aims to make plant-based food even tastier. With their processing technology, they create vegan fats in hopes of making plant-based food juicier and healthier. A very new processing technology that we find out in Cornell. So actually nobody really bring it to larger scale or onto the market before. So the difficulty is how do we scale it up and how do we apply into different type of plant-based meat. Like patty is one way, but for example, steak, bacon, or in Taiwan, we love pork belly. So there are so many different applications. So we had to try it out and do a lot of R&D. Are you a coffee lover?
This AI brewing coffee robot allows people to enjoy specialty coffee with just a swipe of a finger. To build its AI-powered hand-drip coffee machine, the R&D team spent two years working closely with professional award-winning baristas to learn about hand-brewing techniques. First, the and this machine will automatically recall all the detail of the proof of the pour over process. Then uh, the process becomes be formatted into an IP. So uh, over the internet, then all the machine can get the IP, then do the pour over process according to the IP. So uh, a consumer, when a consumer comes over to this machine, he just uh, uh, order the coffee through this uh, touch panel. Taiwan Tech Arena offers co-working and event spaces designed for tech innovation. The arena brings together academics, R&D talents, accelerators, startups, and investors. We have GDA here, and uh, we put uh, nine international accelerators here. They provide the coaching courses and venture capital to help Taiwan stocks. So we help uh, aggregate such kind of resources to help uh, stocks in Taiwan. They also invited uh, from overseas to start business in one of the of the main uh, opportunity of collaboration or cooperation that Taiwan can have with uh, my country is and technology uh, not only because of the importance of technology and the world but uh, because uh, particularly of what Taiwan represents as a technological country. TTA aims to cultivate a cross-border deep technology startup ecosystem and foster commercialization for entrepreneurs so that businesses can shine on the international stage. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Shi Bohan in Taipei. Local cases of COVID came in at 26,450 on Sunday with 91 moderate to severe cases. The day's death toll was 31, according to the CECC. Today's number of new cases increased by 829 from yesterday, a 3.2% rise. Compared to last Sunday, it's 4,300 more cases, a 19.5% rise. As of August 27th, the cumulative total for this year stands at 5,153,493 local cases. Worth noting is that the cumulative number of moderate to severe cases in children has come to 191, of which 118 were diagnosed with MISC or multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. As the BA5 subvariant makes inroads into the community, doctors are calling for young kids to get vaccinated before the fall semester begins to lower the risk of infection. Campaigning among Taipei mayoral candidates is heating up ahead of local elections at the end of November. On Sunday, the DPP's candidate Chen Shizhong announced plans to build 40,000 new apartment units for young people in four years to encourage people to move back to the capital. Meanwhile, Huang Shanshan quit her post as deputy mayor of Taipei and threw her hat in the ring. Though she's running as an independent, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe, who is the chairman of the TPP, 
is endorsing her bid. Because department heads as well as KMT and DPP borough chiefs all showed up at her press conference to cheer her on. The DPP's Taipei mayoral candidate Chen Shijong today introduced his latest housing policy. Everyone feels puzzled, as you can see over the past several years. Taipei has been losing residents. It's gone from 2.7 million to 2.46 million. The goal of my housing policy is to encourage young people to come back. Housing costs should not be too expensive. Young people should be able to pursue careers and have a good life. I promise that during my term, we will reach the international standard of having 6% of the city's housing made up of social housing or 57,000 units of social housing. So we will build 40,000 apartment units in the next four years. Chen's housing policy aims to greatly dispel the capital's negative reputation as a town of renters that puts property ownership out of the reach of ordinary people, with policies to help older adults, young people and the disadvantaged. Money is still the most important thing. Of course, to increase capital, you have to invest money. But fundamentally, with young people, if we throw some money at this, it will encourage them to consume. And this kind of economic cycle will help not only young people, but also the social economy. As Chen was holding his briefing at the DPP central headquarters, his opponent Huang Shanshan was also holding a press conference, announcing she would officially throw her hat in the ring for Taipei mayor. Diligence and integrity are my beliefs, and they are also new values of Taipei. They are actions we take every day to create a clean, transparent, fair and just Taipei. This is my life's mission. There is nothing that is impossible. The event attracted over 500 supporters. Aside from TPP candidates, Kerr also brought his top department heads, who all stood in a line. All infrastructure derives from diligent administration, and all kinds of progress originates from the system. We underwent untold hardships to establish this political culture and system. I hope someone will continue to build them and allow them to flourish. I think Huang Shanshan is the best candidate. Although the KMT threatened to discipline members who broke ranks, there were still KMT borough chiefs who came to the event to show support. Huang Shanshan has the mission for Taipei City. I wish her elected with a high number of votes. I don't care if I get expelled from the party. That's none of my concern. With Huang officially joining the Taipei mayoral race, the already fierce election campaigning will get even more intense.